Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Freedom Talks podcast. This is Brady. It's a pleasure today to introduce Andy from Stands Fit for Your Feet. Uh, he's the Director of Operations for Stands in New Balance, Milwaukee. Andy, how are you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Good. So uh, the reason we wanted to have you on is because uh, you guys are one of the places that if uh, we have a, a client or a uh, um, someone in therapy that needs a look at their footwear. You guys are a really good resource to look at. Um, we do some orthotic work here, but um, sometimes that's not always the issue. And obviously the orthotics have to go in something. Uh, sure. So <laughs> so you've right. been an excellent resource. And so we thought it would be a good, uh, good, good to have you on. So Andy, could you um, give me kind of your background um, and what you do at Stan's uh, and just give me that that rundown. Sure, absolutely. So uh, Stan's uh, is actually celebrating its 70th anniversary this year wow. uh, in business, which we're proud to say. Uh, my grandpa was Stan, who started it back in 1950. So it's a true family-owned business here in the Milwaukee area. Uh, my um, I also work with my father and my three other siblings. We all kind of carry different parts of the business. Uh, and uh, so it is, it is a true family business for sure. And so we're proud of that really living that out every day. Uh, even in these kind of crazy COVID times, we've all kind of been digging in and making it work. Um, so uh, yes, so for for my for me, um, grew up actually in the business, kind of done everything across the board from being a stock boy as a kid to working <laughs> events and, uh, you know, came went to went to school, uh, ended up uh, going to law school, lived in Chicago for a bit, came back uh, here and uh, ended up managing one of our stores, actually the Glendale store real close to, uh, to your location there. And then um, uh, ended up uh, be pulling back into our offices and I've done some really great community outreach and partnerships and did that for a while. And now I'm director of operations. So I oversee um, kind of the, the financial and operations part of our business, HR, all those things. And I'm also one of the certified podorthists on staff, which I know we're going to get into, um, but there's uh, six of us there. So kind of bring, a, I bring a really, uh, wide background yeah. uh, between the, the 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 legal and the business and the medical and shoes of course is the core of all of it so i guess before we leave your background i mean you mentioned it's such a broad background that you have um and i'm always fascinated a little bit with uh lawyers uh just in the fact that uh, there are some lawyers that seem to go off to law school um and end up in, in many facets of business uh, rather than uh, practicing law. Um, and I think that background bodes well for that, um, you know, even though it might not have been where you, you saw yourself. So how did you, how was that process from like, I want to, what did you want to practice when you did go to law school or did you use that as a stepping stone kind of to help the family business? Sure. That's a great question. Um, I think um, you go in, you know, Part of you goes in thinking, you know, everybody's a litigator and it's not the case. Everybody's a general practitioner and I have some great friends who are great litigators in town. Um, but but really for me, I was really looking after going to law school to look after businesses like our own. Okay. And so I was a finance undergrad in international business. So I had that background and uh, and then wanted to look to apply that to businesses like ours, no matter what the industry would be. Gotcha. Um, the, uh, the kind of the fun opportunity to come back was to actually apply that and use that in, in my own family's business. So uh, learn a lot, you know, constantly being educated right now. It's a lot of HR things going on with the world. So uh, that's a side of my practice that I, uh, you know, didn't expect. But the, the good thing about law school is it teaches you to think, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's the main thing is to find, do the research and find out the information, apply it. 
So then was it always the plan to become certified sure. podorthist? You have a little um, list on your website, but um, I guess, can you, you know, explain how you got into it, obviously, and then kind of what, what you do as a podorthist? Sure, definitely. Well, uh, my dad's been a podorthist for years and was kind of part of the first classes of being a podorthist early on uh, when it was kind of founded uh, kind of in the uh, 70s, really, is kind of when it came on came on board. And so it's an allied health profession uh, where uh, you get extra training in anatomy and shoes and feet and really kind of um, issues that we see in from the lower limb down into the foot. And so we're there to support uh, podiatrists and physical therapists and orthopedists um, with uh, treatment of those issues uh, and conditions uh, with shoes and with inserts and orthotics and things like that. So uh, when I came back into the business, it made sense to go that direction um, there because that was a need in our business. And um, we, I wanted more knowledge as well because I grew up in the business, but it's really great to get that anatomy portion of it to see how what we're doing really applies. Um, and so when you're when you're kind of looking, when someone, I guess, let's start with someone coming into stands. So if someone comes sure. into stands, um, what is kind of like your evaluation look like? What information are you trying to take in from whoever's coming in to be fitted? Um, and then what does it look like as far as the process from walk into the store to walk out with a, a product that is suitable for that? that client. Sure, sure. There's a few different ways that people come into our stores. Uh, one, one real big part of being a certified podorthist is educating others. So we're constantly educating our staff, our fit specialists, who everyone meets when they come to our stores. Um, if you haven't been to stands before or, or a store like it, um, it's definitely a one-on-one -on -one fitting. It's getting to know your feet measuring them, of course, which is one of the most basic things you can do, and really interviewing you as that customer or patient to figure out what you're looking for and what may be bothering you about your feet to figure out what would be best for you. So uh, so that's something that we look for in everybody. And we have years and years of experience of uh, within our fitters in all of our stores. Um, that said, kind of our, our team of certified pedorthists, there's a group of us that take appointments. So, um, and those are able to be set up uh, via calling a store or through our website, stansfootwear.com. You can, can work with us to contact us to set up a mutually agreeable time to meet up. And so when that happens, um, a lot of people will find us either through a referral from their physical therapist or their podiatrist or their orthopedist saying you should go and see one of the certified podorthists that stands or one of their fitters. And so uh, once we get in there, we really want to know uh, what's going on. I, we see a lot of people who are post-surgery um, so kind of getting into that first pair of shoes after knee surgery or foot surgery. Um, there you'll have people who are trying shoes as a method of treatment. So um, one of their other practitioners may notice that there's something else going on with them. So maybe some knee arthritis or maybe uh, some kind of uh, weakness in the musculoskeletal structure that's going on and um, their shoes have been worn out and are hurting them more than they're helping them. And so, which happens a lot, shoes, um, excuse me, shoes do kind of give up their ghost after some point and aren't really good anymore to support the body. We ask a lot of shoes. Um, so um, so there's a couple ways that people come into us. And sometimes when somebody comes in for a fitting, they may not know they need that. They just know that their feet hurt. Sure. Um, one thing that's real key is certified podorthists do not diagnose. We are not medical doctors. So we look to the physical therapist and the doctor to give us guidance on uh, what the issues are that we're wanting to help gotcha. um, there. 
So that, that's that's the key thing there. Um, we do tend to see some patterns of things. We do see a lot of plantar fasciitis um, that's out there right now. You probably do too. Um, also, a lot of um, we work with a lot of people who are diabetic. So we'll have shoes that are safe uh, for someone who is diabetic and to educate them on the care of their feet post polio. Um, and also on the other side too, we'll get some people who are high performance high performance athletes who are looking to be at their peak potential. And okay. so that's kind of the other side of it where somebody's going, I want to be operating at my best, my fastest, my longest, whatever it may be. And what can you do to help me with that? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a broad spectrum of potential clients. I mean, same as we see here, you know, we see everybody from, like you said, athletes all the way to the, the post-surgical patient that, you know, can't, does, isn't mobile at all and, and needs help just, you know, stabilizing. Um, let, do you mind if we dive into a few of those uh, specific conditions? I think, you know, like you mentioned, sure. uh, diabetic is a, a big one. Um, what what are you looking at uh, for, for someone who has diabetes? Sure. Well, um, we do a lot of education of diabetic support groups uh, in the area, too, because foot care is so very important. Uh, many people who are diabetic also have neuropathies, so they have they don't have the ability to sensate, to feel heat or or touch. Um, so that's that's the main thing there. So someone could step on something and not know that they did and injure themselves um, there and create other issues with ulceration and everything. So that's that's kind of that side of things, but also just taking care of your feet, checking your feet out, wearing socks that fit you without seams, um, that full system. Um, mm -hmm. We're also trying to accommodate that foot and have shoes that don't have seams inside that rub. Uh, yeah. Maybe the proper, you know, proper size and width is always key for everyone, but in particular for someone who can't feel their feet. So, um, and neuropathy can be caused by other things other than diabetes too. So, um, just making sure that that foot fits properly, um, that shoe fits properly on that foot. Okay. Um, and then, you know, so, so you mentioned socks a little bit too for for uh, treatment of diabetes. And um, what are you looking at? And you said a sock without seams. Um, where, where does compression sockwear come into that equation as well? Great questions. I love socks and socks are so very important to people. A lot of people will be like, how many can I get for 10 bucks at Walmart? <laughs> you know, and then that's where it can be dangerous. Um, there. So the, the big thing is to have socks that fit too, that are the proper size for you. I've got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old at home and they outgrow their socks too. It's not good for them to have socks that are too small okay. or too big. Um, so the sock is the interface with the shoe really. Okay. I mean, we're in summertime now, yeah. eventually it'll start getting cooler, but that helps us um, minimize abrasion and things like that. So when I go and talk to groups, I'm, I tell them that I'm not a big fan of hundred percent cotton socks. Okay. And everybody's, everybody's aghast that, you know, cotton, what can happen? Well, the problem with cotton is that it, it's great at absorbing water, sweat uh, from our feet, which there's a lot. I mean, it can be a pint of sweat a day. That's that crazy. Your shoes and socks have to deal with, which isn't fun to think about, but it's you know a legitimate thing that we have to deal with. So um, what happens when cotton gets wet is it stretches out. And so you start moving around in that shoe and that can create blisters and other things too. So I like socks that have uh, cotton poly blend. I love bamboo, merino wool is amazing. Um, so there's different um, materials now that you can wear that keep your feet dry and happy and a lot of times okay. stink free. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, so that's really good. There's also um, the compression socks you mentioned too. So compression socks are great pretty much for anybody. And the big thing there with compression socks is that um, they help with circulation and they're kind of anti-fatigue. So um, some people who are diabetic may wear them to improve that circulation if they have any swelling farther down their legs. 
um, there too, but I also have people who are athletes. And if you watch the Olympics or watch anybody, any athletes warming up, they have compression everywhere in their bodies. And a lot of that just helps um, minimize fatigue and then also help with recovery. Yep. So you'll see that kind of keep those muscles warm and things like that. So, um, you know, anybody who's on their feet a lot or working a lot on their feet, so medical or factory or uh, culinary, hospitality people, retail workers, uh, physical therapists. I know I have a few that are wearing them too. That when you're on your feet a lot, it really helps um, get the blood pumping back up to your heart. Um, so that's a good thing there, but also people who are out walking or in an airplane or truck drivers sitting down a lot is another thing too, um, where you'll see a good use there. Um, okay. for, uh, for people who are diabetic too, it's a sock that also is non-bunching. That's a, the other side of a sock where it's not going to compress so much. Uh, so that circulation is maximized. So it just really depends on the person, but just knowing that socks are an important part of your footwear and your feet. Now, how, how different a shoe might like a, uh, you know, someone who comes in who's diabetic have, or, or that you might recommend compared to maybe someone who is post-surgical, like, uh, they're obviously not terribly similar in terms of condition, but are there similarities in the footwear? Um, like, what are you generally recommending towards? I know it's very, you know, on an individual to individual basis, and I understand that. But I guess, could you just give me an idea of like, um, you know, we're working to put them in this kind of shoe. Are you, uh, where are you trying to support, I guess? Or are you in favor of support versus less support and all of that kind of intricacy? Sure, sure. I, I think the, the core of that really is, uh, it's such a personal situation okay. that's happening. Yep. So, um, and, and that's kind of where the, um, the research is going on all of this. And this has even changed since I went to school to be a certified pedorthist. And that's the good news. And you have to keep learning. Uh, we still have continuing ed that we have to go to every year to keep on top of things. But um, I mean, for, for someone who's coming in, who's diabetic or post-surgical, um, it really depends on where the where on the foot or ankle the issue may be. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes we have to avoid an area and, and not have pressure there. Okay. Uh, sometimes we have to have pressure in a certain spot because that relieves whatever the issue is. And sometimes that can be uh, from the orthotic that's prescribed by uh, the practitioner. Okay. Um, so we do medical grade over-the-counter inserts from various companies. Some of them we can scan your feet and have one that's customized made for you. Um, as well. Um, on the other side, it may be a physical therapist or a podiatrist creating one that's actually corrective sure. for whatever yeah. the issue may be. So there's different levels of that kind of support, but the most important thing is having that work in tandem with the shoe. Gotcha. So you wouldn't want the shoe kind of correcting the opposite direction yes. or yes. overcorrecting, you know, yes. it's like the prescription's too high. That's so, right. um, so being able to, um, to do that, but, and, and then moving into people just in the, the best thing is just to be, make that person comfortable. Okay. And what's comfortable for one person can be different for another. Some sure. of us like mattresses that are really soft, some that like them really hard. Same thing with pillows, you know, it's the same thing with shoes. And so, um, and one thing we're seeing is that, um, you know, there's kind of this, been this thing out here, like you know, if, you pro, if you're an overpronator, that's bad. Yeah. You're flat-footed, that's something terrible. And it's, it's not good or bad, it just is a fact. And for some people, they can have a pronated foot or an overpronated foot, and that's perfectly fine for them. It doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you pronate, you need a motion control shoe that's really heavy and tells you where to go. Okay. Um, that shoe, that, that foot is still pronating inside the shoe, they have found. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times it's an orthotic that will do better work. For some people, the overpronation is creating an injury or making things worse or creating pain. 
then that's something that you need to fix okay. or, or get, get, you know, make them pronate less. Um, so, I mean, there's some great runners out there that are really heavy pronators and they're fine and it doesn't bother them. So um, it's more specific to the person we're finding sure. um, than necessarily like you pronate, so you need this. It, it, it's, it's not as simple. It's not that simple. I guess is, is the key. So, yeah, that's, I, I mean, it, it's interesting to me because I am super flat footed myself and, uh, I've, I've been on both sides and in high school, I saw a podiatrist who put me in, you know, heavy, uh, uh, an orthotic that tried to really heavily correct that issue. Um, and you know, I, it, it was fine. Um, and then kind of after I got out of college, um, I, I kind of stopped wearing the orthotic and I felt fine. Um, and I've been out of the orthotic sense and I just, uh, it's, it's fascinating to me. I've seen different providers take different approaches to things. And I guess, like you said, as, as long as someone's going to follow through with whatever they're wearing, they got to be comfortable in it. Correct. Right. You know, I think that's the thing. I think another thing too, is, um, you know, you had mentioned that originally as a real, high arched orthotic and maybe a really kind of beefy shoe that really yeah. in a way kind of makes you immobile, mm-hmm. you know, it, yes. it really kind of yeah. stops motion in the foot. Um, and that has its place for certain people <laughs> where yeah. we're trying to offset pressure in a certain area to have them heal, or it's really causing great pain if they pronate um, there, or for some people, it may not be their feet. It may be their knees or their hips or their back or somewhere farther up the kinetic chain where that issue is happening. Um, so you'll, you know, you'll see that, but I, I, I think it's really kind of the goal is to use the least amount, <clears throat> excuse me, the goal is to use the least amount of shoe possible to get to the goal in mind. Yeah. It's kind of the way things are going. The, the, the minimal effective dose. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I think, I think that's the big thing. There's been so many developments in, uh, shoe, um, just geometry of souls. And, okay. you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, just because you can bend the shoe kind of in the, you know, right in the middle of this shoe doesn't mean it's a bad shoe. It still may mean it's more stable. I mean, you're seeing, um, for instance, Hoka is a brand yep. where it's a real low drop, four millimeter drop from heel to toe. So fairly neutral that way. Um, but you have this real kind of maximalist cushion there um, in there, but the, the shoe itself has a lot of stability, but the foam is flexible at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of seeing this hybridization of kind of what their traditional treatment was, but that can be really good for someone who needs some motion control for a particular person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you work with New Balance uh, still, correct? Yes. We have our New Balance stores here too. Yeah. And and I do find it, you know, just looking at their shoe line in general, they have everything from, you know, like you said, the most possibly uh, stable shoe that possible. And then they all have all, all the way down to almost like a barefoot minimalist right. shoe. Um, how, I mean, you, you said that the, the research has kind of evolved, um, over the, the course of time. Um, and we have another therapist Spencer, um, who couldn't be on the podcast today, but, uh, is very interested in kind of that progression and how that's looked. And, um, you know, he works with runners occasionally to, uh, correct. Um, and oftentimes, you know, often with more, I think the athletic patient, um, he's trying to correct, um, kind of muscular imbalances to, to fix the issue. Um, 
and then resorting to like a, a semi custom orthotic or different footwear um, if it's a if it's an issue that you know the he can't correct ultimately or um, you know you get a patient who doesn't follow through on exercises or whatever it may be um, I guess so where do you fall and how have you seen that progress and now there's all these like barefoot minimalist shoes out there um, we have another therapist, Aaron, who said, I think that's an overcorrection. You know, we've been wearing shoes as a civilization for however long. And, you know, a lot of people don't have the mobility that they think they can gain because they're not working at it constantly. I guess just where do you fall on that spectrum? Sure. Um, I think I think there's definitely a pendulum of, of how that how that fits in. I, I know there's a big uh, swing originally with the uh, Vibram Five Fingers shoes. Yeah, with the that was a toes. Big, big turning point. That was kind of a big turning point um, with everything and that kind of born to run book and, you know, yep. all, all those things. And so kind of got it out there in the mainstream. And um, I still have a pair of those shoes that I use at the beach and, you know, in and out of boats and things. And they're great for that uh, for me. But um, there were a lot of people who jumped into running in shoes like that. And you know, there's some other great, Vivo Barefoot's really great, Merrill's done them. I mean, everybody's kind of done their version. Yeah. Um, but there was no way to jump from, I'm running five miles a day or you know, a couple times a week in my New Balance or my Brooks or Mizunos, whatever it may be. With like a 12 millimeter, right. 14-millimeter drop, yeah. Right, and then all of a sudden running in five fingers or something like that. Yep your body isn't ready for that because yes. all of a sudden you're a midfoot strike yep. uh, or, you know, slightly more, you know, the front half of your feet. And so your musculature needs to catch up and yes. that can be a six month process for mm -hmm. someone to, I mean, the gait cycle is shorter um, across there. I mean, the good news is it does minimize um, like peak impact forces on the body, yes. which is great because your legs acting like a spring, um, and you know, you have a really cushioned shoe, you'd think, well, that really minimizes the, the peak impact force, but actually it doesn't, it can actually make it worse is what, <laughs> what, what, what the research is showing. So, um, so, I mean, the good news is with more of the barefoot shoes or the lower drop shoes in particular, is that, that, that peak import import, um, impact force is minimized you know, up to 50% in some people, but, um, but you have to get yourself there and that takes practice it takes yes. just wearing them around it takes shorter runs so i i do have clients that i work with where it's part of their training regimen mm -hmm. um, you've got a lot of crossfitters who really like that in the gym uh, for balance and feeling connected with the ground and and those are all good things for cross training so i've seen them used there um, I think then you saw a whole kind of maximalist cushion low drop, like a Hoka, for instance. Yep. Um, there's other brands out there too, where it is a, uh, but that's also in tandem with a bit of a rocker sole to yeah. the shoe too, yeah. that's helping glide you through your stride. So um, there's a lot of options there, but I, I think the, um, the big thing is finding the right one for you. I mean, I've had people who were able to get back up to their running mileage and now their back doesn't bother them, which was stopping them from running in the first place. Yeah. So, so there are some really good things there. I find it to be a, a tool. I think it really depends on um, the strength of the wearer. You know, yeah. you're really, mm -hmm. you know, strengthening foot muscles and, and being in really hard supportive shoes makes your feet feel better. But when you're barefoot, your feet are weaker because you're depending on that shoe. Yep. And for some people, that's okay. And that meets them where they are. And for other people, they want their feet to be stronger. You know, I had a client of mine who was a, a yoga teacher and a marathoner wow. and injured herself marathoning. 
but she had, but she was really strong because she was a yoga instructor. Yeah. So my mode of treatment was different for her than someone that had really weak feet. Sure. Because then I would actually make her feet weaker by maybe applying too much correction. So it's, it's, it's such a um, just personal thing that's going on. And that's part of the whole discussion when you meet with one of us or one of our fitters to go in and say, here's what's going on. This is what I do. This is how I use my feet. This is how I use my shoes. Here's my last pair of shoes that I wore out. That's a yeah. huge help for us too, um, just to know what wear patterns are like uh, and to see how they're wearing that shoe. And you know, maybe it is overcorrected or whatever it be. That's a, that gets us really great clues. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back to the importance of, you know, it's, it's worth your time and energy to, to go see someone like you that that's a, that's a specialty. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, your, your mattress almost, it's like you spend a lot of time in your shoes, uh, some of the time doing things that you really enjoy, um, invest the time and energy to go seek out that help from someone who knows what they're doing so that the rest of the time you are pain-free doing what you love, um, moving how you want to move. Um, and that's kind of our message here. Um, but I think it can be applied to you as well. Absolutely. Then that, that's, that's why we're here too. Yep. Um, you know, it's like, we want you to not have to worry about your feet so that you can focus on doing whatever it is, working, making your living, exploring nature. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually when travel opens up again, traveling the world, whatever it may be, so that you're not worried about your feet. I think that's, that's the big thing. So you can go on living life really. Uh, so is there anything like any big topics that we missed in terms of, um, you know, so when someone comes in, like, what did, what did we miss anything? Sure. I, I think, I think a big thing is, uh, I mean, talk about orthotics a little bit yeah. too. I think, I think that that's something um, that a lot of people have questions on. They go, I'm spending good money on a pair of shoes. Why would I need a pair of orthotics? Sure. You get yep. that question a lot. And so, um, you know, I'm buying a $130 pair of running shoes. Great. And, and, and that's a, a good shoe to start with, but I mean, I'm a 10 medium. So that's meant to fit the most 10 mediums in the world, that yes. pair of running shoes. Yep. So, but I have, I may have a higher arch or lower arch or whatever it may be. And a lot of the shoes that you come in, if you take that insert that you buy you take up that insert and the insert's usually pretty flat mm -hmm. um, there to not offend anyone in particular. Yes. Um, so, um, so, so they, most of them need an upgrade of some sort. And so um, that an orthotic allows you to further customize that shoe. So on, on one level, it may be just adding extra cushion, need more padding. Um, somebody may need more arc support. Um, somebody may have uh, heel pain that we're trying to deal with, or maybe they have a uh, forefoot pain on the balls of their feet or something like that. Um, there are different inserts that help with that. And so uh, being able to do that. And then if you keep kind of creeping up and we do kind of personalized inserts where we scan you and a 3D printed insert comes in about a week, or uh, we partnered with Superfeet and we do that along with a dynamic uh, pressure mat. You'll get a custom Superfeet, which is a more rigid orthotic. Um, as some people need soft orthotics, some need more rigid orthotics, depending on the foot. And then that notch above that would be something that would be a prescription basis from you, know, from you or from a podiatrist or someone where it's really super corrective, cast to the foot, scanned to the foot, imprinted to the foot, whatever it may be, especially when feet are very different from one another. Um, that's where custom's the best. So it's taking that and then plugging it into the right shoe. Sure. Uh, 
um, is, is the big thing. And a lot of times we get people who come in and go, my doctor prescribed me this insert and it's quite sizable meant for a walking or running shoe and they need a dress shoe or a loafer or a slipper or something. Um, well, that doesn't fit in there. Yep. Um, so, so we work on you know, either getting something over the counter that's close to that or a shoe that has it built in. You know, a lot of sandals have great foot bends like a Birkenstock and mm -hmm. Vionic and there's other brands. Uh, we also have a Vionic store, which is another really great supportive arch support heel cup brand, but everything is fashion now. So boots and sneakers and flip flops and whatever it is, they look great and feel great too. So that's why we love Vionic. Um, but um, people don't realize that they can have that help yeah. um, in their shoes. Um, there and it just further customizes it to you. You, know, you can get a cheeseburger. What do you like on it? You know, what, yeah. what is it that makes it great, like perfect for you? It's the same kind of idea. So, um, so it's something that's really helpful. And the good news is those last more, those last longer than a pair of shoes. Yes. Yeah. You so can have those you know, through multiple years. years. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So I have a, just a small question. Um, so one of our therapists, Spencer, does the Vasily semi-custom orthotics. Yes. Um, do you guys do something similar where you're kind of doing the correcting or do you guys completely leave that up to somebody else um, and kind of let them come back with something? Sure. Well, there's a couple, there's a yes and a no to that um, on, okay. on our side. So, um, so the Vasilia are great. That's part of originally part of the Vionic family. Oh, I did not know. That. Um, so the, he was one of the, Dr. Vasilia was part of the group that started um, Vionic, which used to be Orthoheel, so kind of connected to that group. Sure. Um, that's kind of where the DNA of those shoes come from. So we, we do like their inserts and we do carry the Vionic inserts, which are very similar to a lot of those specific okay. ones. Um, but uh, yes, so um, we always like direction from a provider. So we're dealing with plantar fasciitis. We, this person has posterior tibial tendon dysfunction. Um, we're dealing, you know, this kind of tendonitis or whatever it may be. That kind of guidance helps us knowing what qualities we want in that orthotic. Okay. If someone has been directed to try something over the counter, it's a lot of times, I mean, many times, 85% of the time, we kind of find that um, medical grade over the counter orthotics can help a majority of people. Okay. So if some people may try something over the counter first and go, okay, this makes sense to me, it's helping, but you know what? It gets me about 75% of the way there, but I want to be 100% of the way there. I'm going to go custom, but yep. I see the benefit. So a lot of times it's kind of that entry to understand and see how it works without making the investment in a custom. That's we. That's a lot. A lot of the advice I hear from the therapist: try try something semi-custom, uh, or you know, over the counter first, just because it is such a big investment uh, potentially, depending on insurances and things like that. All those uh, exactly. different things. So. Um, yeah, I think that's that's fascinating in terms of like what sure. you can do and how customized you can get. Um, just curious, how how early um, do you see client? Like, are you fitting kids as well? Absolutely. Um, okay. So we do we do carry uh, children's shoes okay. as well, and I do have uh, orthotics that are of you know, in their sizes. Um, just to go back a second, too, you're talking about customizing inserts. Um, our certified pedorthists are able to customize oh, our right. over-the-counter ones. Gotcha. So if someone needs a metatarsal pad or, you know, we have a grinder, we can adjust, you know, certain things uh, to the orthotics. So the, the certified pedorthists are able to adjust those orthotics. So we're kind of the, the only group of in our in our company that's allowed to do that, really. Gotcha. Um, they are so, but we are able to further customize those over-the-counters okay. should that be necessary. Um, moving back to kids, yes. So I've, I've seen some first walkers who okay. are just beginning to walk. 
um, who may have issues with their feet turning in or out, you know, pigeon toed or kind of, you know, cute little duck feet, and it's not letting them be able to walk. Um, so I have access to um, really small footed, you know, toddler orthotics that I need to order those in. Um, but I have other kids too. The thing with kids is their feet are still really flexible. Um, I mean, really kind of the feet don't become bone until years into their life. You know, they're, they're still five and there's still a lot of cartilage in those feet. So, um, so that's why it's important to wear socks of the right size. So that foot isn't constricted. Okay. Um, it, you know, a lot of them will be like six to 12 months while well, their feet may be bigger than six to 12 months, whatever that may mean. So make sure they're the right size. Um, also too, you know, this is back to school time when we're talking, but right now it's a really great time to get feet measured because um, your kids have been growing, you know, all yep. summer and they've been really using their feet and there's a lot of playing outside. So it's really important to be in properly sized shoes um, so that those feet can grow most optimally and they're not constricted by shoes that are too small. Um, be careful when uh, borrowing friend shoes or hand-me-down shoes that are too worn because a lot of times those shoes are worn into the gait pattern of the kid who had them before. Gotcha. Which can work against that foot of that other person. So, um, so it's like using somebody else's baseball glove or something like it just, it's not right. You know, it's not bending in the right spot. So, um, so we see that, but uh, measuring for kids is probably the most important thing. And then for arch support, it, we don't like to overcorrect unless it's something where a doctor is prescribing something like a small brace or something like that. Um, because again, that arch is so flexible yet. Um, we don't want to do anything that would uh, hinder or hamper growth is kind of the, the biggest thing. So it's kind of start minimal and build up and, and see how that goes. Yeah. Do you have a preference on kind of like, I guess I'm not exactly sure how to answer it, but like, uh, you know, kids feet are going to develop a certain way, unless you said like they have the duck feet or the pigeon toes that you might need a correction on, I guess, like, what do you feel is the correct course of action to help, you know, those feet develop in the right way, I guess. Sure. Um, I, mean, I think the easiest thing is measuring and, and getting properly fit shoes. I think that's gotcha. the, the, the biggest key. I mean, the good news is shoes aren't these like leather sole, white leather walkers that, you know, my parents bronze somewhere on a shelf somewhere. Um, you know, like kids shoes aren't like that anymore. First yeah. walkers are very flexible okay. um, there. So it's almost, um, you know, almost a little bit more barefoot, especially for the real young ones. Okay. Um, and then, and kids really don't have an arch for a long time either. You know, I mean, look at, think of baby feet. You don't, yeah. think, you, know, you don't see this arch there. It's a fat pad that's there for them. So um, just to, for stability. So um, just, I guess, watching flat feet and kids, unless it runs in the family, tends to go away. Okay. Uh, in a lot of cases, just because that foot is strengthening and that, that fat pad goes away and, you know, the foot strengthens. So, um, the big thing to watch out for would be like any other kind of like knee pain or hip pain or back pain um, or overuse injuries I see with young athletes too. We'll, okay. we'll see that happening um, or young athletes that may have a, a wider foot and they're trying to cram them in cleats that are mediums and it's driving them crazy. We'll yeah. see that too. Um, so just, you know, overuse is, is something that I tend to see more of, but a lot of things resolve on their own. Yeah, I guess I don't even have a, a picture in my mind right now of what uh, kids' shoes uh, look like. I, I don't. I ha just had my first one, so uh, oh, <laughs> she, thank you. She's not in shoes yet, uh, so I, I guess I didn't. I don't even know what what they look like anymore, um, in terms of like you said, first walker. So that, that's interesting to hear. I um, like them to walk barefoot first. That's the thing. Okay, gotcha. For sure. Um, all right. Well. Uh, I guess from, from here, I'd just like you to kind of uh, 
pitch, give us all the locations of, of stands, uh, where they can reach you. Can they reach you on social media or do you have a YouTube channel, anything like that? Anything you want to promote? Sure, absolutely. So uh, stands fit for your feet. We have three locations in the Milwaukee area, one in Glendale, uh, Brookfield and in Greenfield. Uh, we also have the two New Balance Milwaukee running stores in Greenfield and Brookfield and the Vionic store, which is one of about a half dozen in the country, uh, also in Brookfield. Uh, more information can be found at our website, standsfootwear.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so please follow us there. We're very active with uh, different live events uh, on both of those platforms and keep you up to date on what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, we're here to be your kind of foot partners that way. So, I mean, anything from foot issues to if you want the coolest new Ugg or the <laughs> cutest new Birkenstock or the, you know, most handsome men's Clark Wallaby or whatever it may be that you're into, we just carry a lot of great shoes. Um, and uh, we're voted Milwaukee's best shoe store again this year. So we're, we're here to help and bring great shoes to Milwaukee, uh, help those people who have, you know, foot issues and, and help a lot of shoe lovers all along the way. Well, that's great to hear. We didn't even talk about the fashion side, but on the other hand, I don't think I would be able to uh, contribute uh, very well to that conversation. Um, <laughs> but it was a it was a pleasure having you on and learning learning a lot more uh, about what you guys do and kind of the advantages. And um, we would highly recommend you guys so uh, check out stands if you're listening. Um, any anything else that you want to get across, or uh, are we coming to the end here? I think we covered a lot of great things. Thank you for the opportunity and uh, happy to uh, help your patients and anybody else who needs help with their feet. Excellent. Well, uh, Andy, have a great day. Um, and uh, thank you for, for supporting us and uh, coming out. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing exceptional one-to-one hands-on care to the greater Milwaukee area for over 25 years. Our physical and occupational therapists prepare custom plans for your condition to relieve pain and improve performance. Allow us to help you enjoy more freedom at freedompt.com.